0: This is the Beyond the Story podcast, a show that goes way beyond the story. And now, Sebastian Frost!
1: Brad, welcome to the show. I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm very curious what we're going to talk about
0: today. Me too. That makes two of us. So uh we were just chatting before the interview and trying to figure out where we connected. Isn't it wild that in this digital landscape we have absolutely no fucking clue where we meet people these days? It's just fantastic, isn't it? And then you made an Orange County reference. I'm like, yep, spent a decade out there. Could have been that <laughs> in, in events, social media, Facebook. It, you know, it could have been a plethora of things. But uh, we reconnected recently. Uh, you had uh commented on one of my posts. Uh, we're getting ready to roll out a, a new podcast guesting solution. And you said, I don't need a solution because I've actually been booking myself on a podcast several over the past couple yeah. of months, and it works really well. And I casually said, well, let's get you on the podcast, pun intended, uh, to 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 talk about that. So I, I definitely want to um, chat about what you've done and and what what success you've found with that. But let's back up a little bit just for some context, help our listeners better understand a little bit more about you and, and your backstory.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I, I started. I went to the Hoffman Process. If you guys don't know what that is, it's really a powerful transformational eight day so now seven day transformational retreat. And I loved it so much that I raised my hand to start the Orange County Graduate Gatherings to keep it in my life. And I was really in service uh, producing these small gatherings of the Hoffman Process. And I wanted to start having conversations outside of just their work, their body of work. You know, other things were coming into my consciousness, and so started producing gatherings. And within eight weeks of, of starting this small gathering, we were on NBC Nightly News, PBS Television, USC News did a piece on us, LA Times, Orange County Register, like became this media magnet and started producing events from there. Once we, once we really caught stride, we kind of caught this bane and caught fire. Um, maybe you can relate to this, like you were saying before before we got on this. Once you let everything else go, do you know where you're supposed to be and you're in your lane, everything works, and that's what was really happening for me. all that said, fast forward produced a couple hundred live events since then sold my owner 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 uh owner interest in a biohacking community we're building in Orange county, currently in Mexico, doing marketing high ticket uh, group coaching and one on one consulting um that's it in a nutshell. I could go on, but that's probably good cool so um what, what have you been trying to get on podcast uh, to, to talk about? Yeah, so I, I launched my own podcast a couple of years ago. Guest number one was Don Miguel Ruiz of The Four Agreements. Eric Hendricks, you guys probably know some of these folks. JP Sears, you know, Ariel Ford, all these cool celebrity thought leaders. And I launched my podcast. I did a season one and uh, got pulled into a really big blockchain uh, play that pulled me out of the podcast world. But now I'm jumping back in or podcast production world. Now I'm now I'm here, I'm settled. <clears throat> and I thought, what better way to get my message out other than than to get on other people's podcasts? They've got the audiences. I don't need to build my own audience. I'll jump on their podcast. So with that said, being a marketer for 20 years, an entrepreneur since 19, I'm 50 now, huh, um, I could sometimes get pretty smart with some things. and I caught fire with something. And I've just booked myself on twenty in the last month. So wow. what that looks like, yeah, what that looks like is this: there's a tool called Podseeker. Maybe you've heard of that, but it's an aggregator. And I've been looking for months trying to find where somebody has aggregated all the podcast posts so I could essentially spam them. So what spam looks like to me is using woodpecker.co. It's a cold email outreach email sending service. And uh, I had one of my team members dig through Podseeker to uh, find any relevant podcasts that would be good for me. And they were about you know like a B plus as far as her work. And uh, we got 1,050 some odd podcasts, loaded it into to a woodpecker and created a cold email sequence that basically looks like it's coming from me. It's a very casual email. Hey, here's me. I'd love to be on your show. A couple of days later, another nudge. A couple of days after that, another simple nudge. Hey, did you see the email? Hey, it's, you know, twelve days later, in case you didn't see what, what I'm requesting, schedule a call. Let's talk. So just this cold, spammy, uh, uh, very casual outbound outreach uh, using first name and email from that list in Podseeker. So you know, most people don't understand how that
0: whole world works as a marketer, I definitely understand how how that kind of works. So there's a little bit of legwork involved with that process. You've got to have the software, you've got to go establish and create the list. You've got to create the flow, the outreach, et cetera. So would you say this is geared more towards marketers that would do this, or could any business really take advantage of, of, of this?
1: Yeah, a really good question. I, uh, Hey, I have experience doing this during the pandemic with PPE. I created a really big outbound outreach for, to hospitals. So I had, I had some experience coming in doing exactly what we're saying. I had teams, teams finding the data and then loading it into the software. So I'm a little more advanced in that regard, but it's really pretty simple. If you can figure out where to find the podcast shows that you want to be on. Uh, well, the short answer is, I think a beginner to an intermediate could pull this off with what I'm explaining. Okay, um, if you can find the shows, which was that was the hardest part, because I had teams aggregating them; they would spend weeks and months trying to figure out how to how to find all the shows. But once we found Podseeker on AppSumo, uh, that made it very easy. And then you just you know you got to go through the grunt work of either you or an assistant going through the grunt work of finding of of finding the right shows getting the emails and the first names and then figuring out woodpecker woodpecker is not very hard. Sure. And so what kind
0: of opportunities have you been able to establish based on being a guest on other podcasts?
1: Well, you know, it's uh we can build our own audience or we can go where the the puck is going. Essentially. We're good. Just, just put yourself in front of the traffic. And, uh, both are, both are great tactics. Uh, but Man, you get in front of the right audience, and my thinking is this: just the big game. That the end game is this. This will explain your question, answer your question more uh, proficiently. The end game is this: I'm going to start pumping out all these shows that I've been on, and some of them are going to be smaller, some will be bigger, some are going to be very big. But but with me pumping all this out regularly, being interviewed all the time, and getting this laundry list of media outlets that I've been on, both traditional and new media. It's going to get other people interested. Bigger podcasts are going to get interested and say, why is this guy getting interviewed five times a week, six times a week? What's going on? Maybe we should look into him and have him on our show. That's the end game. Has that happened at all? This just started. I've only done like seven or eight interviews in the last couple of weeks here. So they're booked out all through August and into September. So I've just started to get them. I don't even have any back from the shows I've done yet. So... But that that's the goal. So, momentum so, momentum begets momentum. You know that. Sure. So you know the goal is is for you know just more touch points and more opportunities
0: yep. to get out there and and uh and share your message. It's not necessarily to sell a product, a service, or an event, or is it kind of that, that happens by default? By osmosis, that happens exactly. Yeah. And yep. and so is this something that's part of the game plan, you know, moving forward from here on out?
1: Well, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll exhaust that list, which has come up. It's like, you know, it's like, how do I go back and and revive the list of the people that didn't actually respond? It's like, do we resend all the ones that I didn't respond? So we got to kind of think that through. It may be a one and done thing. We might get me on 30 podcasts and then this, this tactic may be exhausted. That happens too, right? Sure. Well, you know, it only takes one person reaching out and saying, Hey, I heard
0: you on that podcast. I'd love to chat with you about fill in the blank. I've had that happen uh, more times than not. And needless to say, I mean, I'm a little biased being a podcaster in the podcasting world, um, but it is a very, very effective strategy. I think it's going to continue to be as well. If we look at it, today's modern day radio interview with less red tape and logistics and, oh, by the way, you don't have to go anywhere. Uh, So there's, there's obviously some, some, some benefit there. Exactly. have you been Have you previously done podcast interviews before you started doing this? Oh yeah, I've probably probably been on thirty, thirty podcasts. Yeah. And what do you what what are some things you recommend people do as a guest on a podcast? Cause there's a lot of shitty guests out there too. Um I to think by default it's it's you know, that's of course, you know, I did a I did an okay job. And most people don't understand um, you know, there there is a certain art to being able to facilitate a productive interview um, yep. as the guest. What, what in your experience, would have been some things that you've seen work really well?
1: Well, you know, I've been on both side, sides of that, both as interviewer interviewing all the big name celebrity thought leaders on red carpets, just like yourself, you know, like at Greg Reed's event back in the day. I mean, I've done a lot of interviewing and being interviewed. And what I've really taken away that seems to work best is being media trained in the sense that you're able to communicate short, quick, ab- abrupt, powerful things. That and even I'll might- get lost sometimes in my own story and I'm you know rambling on. And it's like, how can you be succinct, powerful, clear, high energy, excited? You know, using What I talk a lot, a lot about at Face your Dragon, which is my brand, facialdragon.com, It's like that facing your fears and leveraging your fears into your great work in the world so if you're nervous on camera you want to use that energy to your advantage like right now even i'm excited but or nervous and fearful but that's excitement it's just so so turn it into excitement make it make it your 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 high energy you know power yeah well i'm very intimidating so it makes sense why you're
0: uh i'm uh, yeah be afraid be very afraid brad be afraid, yeah um you mentioned something earlier. It doesn't really correlate that much to podcast guesting, but you, you said that you went through a course that, that altered your path uh, for, for the, for the better, um, forever. And I, I did a similar thing in 2016. And no, it wasn't ayahuasca. Um, uh, and, uh, went through a course, learned how to love myself, take full accountability for my life. Nice two things that most people I think take for granted or don't recognize need to be done and and recognizing patterns and addressing them and taking ownership for them, past, present, future, whatever it may be. And it it wasn't until I I thought what I was, I I thought the work that I was doing, I thought, well, maybe I just hate the work. You know, you and I were talking before the interview about my MC event days and, What I found, Brad, is that when I went through all of that and started to tap into Sebastian a little bit more, I didn't hate the work I was doing. I hated me. Yeah. Hate yourself. You're going to hate everything else around. Most most people that strongly dislike themselves are pretty shitty to other people because they don't know any better from that. So based on that experience, and I heard a quote last week that I'd never heard it like that before. Maybe you've heard it, but i had never heard it like that before. And it said something, and I'm paraphrasing because I forgot exactly what she said, but it said something that pertains to your, your, your level of success will only equal the level of trauma you've been willing to heal in your life. Mm -hmm. I thought, huh, wow. Have I not been living that out? And, you know, I, I get to do a lot of really cool stuff through, you know, my speaking and comedy and helping people start a podcast, but on the starting a podcast side of things, I'm, what I'm finding is that I'm, I'm bringing back to the podcast table, a lot of what I've learned that's actually worked for me and the language and, you know, awareness provides a lot. Um, Yeah. Sometimes this day and age awareness, you know, can be at our disadvantage because we see and feel so much or the lack that is, that is out there uh, in the world. But at the same time, help the guy you used to be. Right. Um, So, so, bringing it back to the process of, you know, the inner critic and the, that, that you know, the, you know, how we talk to ourselves and how we, a lot of that comes into, cre- you know, marketing and, and, and creating yeah. on here. I just wanted to touch on, you know, your comment earlier, uh, you know, about that. What, what would you say is the biggest thing that's happened for you since that shift happened and since you went through that experience?
1: Yeah. And first of all, I'm happy to hear you've been through something that deep and um still in it. it's just <laughs> yeah
0: seven yeah, years later so, still in it
1: so so patterns fears all these things they never really go away it's like that we we to. some of them can go away like when i say the hopping process it's like we have a hundred triggers on the front of our body and we're walking around and people or things are triggering them all day long constantly and like when you go do some work like that, you get rid of like 80 of them and 20% are still around and they're still like a level seven and there's like two that are still a level nine, but most of them are gone. And it's it's your life's work to to keep going in and peeling the onion, looking at the layers. It never really goes away. We can get rid of most of it, but, but the work is there. Fear is always there for us. I talk about the five dragons, imposter, you said imposter, imposter, scarcity, value, unheard, and critics. Those are things I think we're all navigating as entrepreneurs or speakers. So kind of talk a little bit about those and dive deeper into those to really help understand that they can be our friends. We want to learn to ride, face and ride our dragon. That's the power, right? It's like yeah. our, our shadows, are our power. It's not, our, it's not our enemy.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, who the fuck doesn't want to ride a dragon? I'm not sad. You I mean? the, the, if you're paying attention, When you're doing the work, which you should be, awareness, again, magic. Always sent. You'll find that when you go through an experience like that, it's not just that one experience. I made a commitment for the rest of my life that I am absolutely committed to the work. And some days I have to ask myself, okay, cool guy, what's the work look like? Just as a quick reminder, I I tell the story a lot that I, I finish every shower with a cold turning it on cold. I don't do the whole cold shower because, you know, I like my light, but at the end I turn it on to cold and I remind myself that I'm committed to the work. And, and I, when, when we arrive at that place, it it, it goes from, I don't want to even say like victim modes out the window because you're aware. So there's no way you can be aware and a victim at the same time. I just think, I mean, maybe you can, but um, yeah. uh, so, you know, you're, 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 Commitment to, to the work then starts to become your responsibility to now take that work back out into the world. And it sounds like you've been able to do a lot of that as well.
1: Yeah. it, it It's, it's, yeah. The pain is our purpose. It's, it's, there's just so much opportunity in our pain. And I just remember wailing in, in my hallway in Costa Mesa. I know you know where Costa Mesa is. Yeah. Owned a place there for 12 years and, and it was like, you know, wailing in the hallway after my dad died in 2005. And I was like, man, I don't want to die with my voice still in me like my dad did. There's more for me to give and self-indulgence doesn't serve anymore. It's gotta have some, like use me as a vessel of service to humanity, I'm fucking ready. Yeah. And when, with that level of asking, things show up, that level of commitment to be in service. So we get to, you know, our, our pain can really drive us to 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 want to help others. Uh, we bring the elixir back, and we, we we serve the elixir to others. That's really really what happens.
0: Absolutely, absolutely,
1: Brad. It's been great to reconnect with you, brother, and
0: uh, thanks for sharing uh, what, what you've found on the on the podcast guesting side of the fence. Wishing nothing but ongoing success uh, with that. That's right. not true. I hope it doesn't work out eventually, and you call me and hire us for our new service. Uh, That's the reality. Well,
1: you never done experience, on.
0: <laughs> uh, and it's been great to chop it up about uh, you know. Not everybody finds the, the the path of healing. I'm grateful to have found it and I will do everything in my power to help other people understand that what what's available. We can't guide them to well, we can't guide them to the path through our lives and our actions. People can 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 see all that. So keep up the great work, man. Great
1: to connect with you again. Any final thoughts for our listeners? Uh, I am I'm gonna say go to the Hoffman if you're really ready. I just plugged them. I'm not affiliated with them in any way. It is, it's, it's the deepest, most beautiful work I've ever, ever experienced. So check that out. Amazing. Thanks again, Brad. Thank you.
0: Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Beyond the Story podcast. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. Be sure to appreciate it. Signing off from the podcast, LaunchLab.com Studios. We'll talk to you next time.